chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the world-famous NASCAR podcast by the average fan. For the average fan, I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we were at Circuit of the Americas this weekend. Had some pretty shitty weather that I think affected the races. What were your thoughts on the weekend? Yeah, I mean, keep Austin wet. Uh, I mean, it was uh, like we had actually even thought about going. Um but then we looked at the forecast and it would have been miserable. Um, but yeah, I mean, you much like we'll talk about it later, but we might as well talk about it now, much like Bristol, there was a lot of excitement for this weekend, but then rain came to both places. Um, you could see glimpses of good racing, but you really can't judge it. I think until you get a, a dry weekend. Well, let's get into it. We had the truck race on Saturday afternoon around noon. And Kaz Grala dominated the first 10 laps. And then Todd Gilliland challenged him. The one thing I noticed in this first race is there was two commercial breaks within the first six laps. So you're like trying to get all excited. And yeah, I know it's like a, uh, you know, what, three and a half miles, 20 turns. But two, like, I can't get into a race when you go to a commercial break. Yeah, twice it, uh, I know they need to make their money, but, you know, maybe one of those two could have been a side-by-side picture-in-picture commercial. I know um, they, they've they mastered that technology um, sometime in the 1990s. <laughs> uh, um, why, why it wasn't used for one of those, possibly. Or, um, and, you know, I know World Cup soccer, they, they – uh, back in the day like oh my god how are we going to show soccer um we can't get commercials in well they figured out how to do it um they put like a little bar at the bottom or whatever yeah. which they do during the race and the fact that they can't get enough money from that come on ad wizards <laughs> so we get uh, todd gillen passes grala on turn 16 on the final lap he wins the stage uh, Grala finished second, Tyler Ankrum third, Matt Crafton fourth, Ben Rhodes fifth, Sam Meyer sixth, Stuart Friesen seventh, John Hunter Nemechek eighth, Sheldon Creed ninth, and Timmy Hill rounding out the top ten. As we get to the pits in between uh, the stages, Gilliland actually gets a penalty as the Jackman was over the wall too quickly. Some others that suffered uh, penalties were Austin Wayne Self and Haley Deegan. Yeah, I in. Once again, I think I put this farther down, but might as well talk about it now. Like I, en- I enjoy stage racing. I lot, I know a lot of the we got to go to back to North Wilkesboro people like hate stage racing with a passion. I enjoy it. I think it uh, makes people race consistently throughout the race. But I think it's not good for road courses. I think like a lot of the strategy is short pitting before the. Uh, stage ends which means people aren't trying to win the stage which to me i think maybe either keep the stage racing and you just don't have breaks so you just once again they have the technology to figure out who the top 10 finishers are are after lap 15 and give them the points and not do the yellow flag laps or maybe just have two stages for but i just thought it was like everyone pitted with two or three or three to go, I guess it was because the thing closes with two to go. So sure, you know, Gilliland won the stage, but 
all the other guys weren't trying to win the stage. Well, and then we saw it in the Xfinity race too. When you have guys that aren't points eligible, they don't care about the stage points. So it's just completely different strategy, but we'll get into that in the Xfinity. As we get to stage two, I put, this is a freaking snooze fest. Just one of the worst races. And I want to, you know, be a titty baby, but Bidding put uh, Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith out to start stage two. Nothing really happened in stage two. The biggest thing was that um, the teams were starting to run out of rain tires. They only had three sets, so they were gluing um, old ones. Uh, Sheldon Creed was looking pretty unstoppable with Kaz Grella, Tyler Ancrum, and Sam Meyer each looking strong at points. Yeah, it would... Um, it, it... <laughs> Like they weren't, the trucks weren't taking the best lines. They were taking the lines to try to find puddles to keep their uh, rain tires working. So that made for just not great racing. So Ben Rhodes won his first stage win of 2021. He was followed by Matt Crafton, Derek Krause, Sheldon Creed. Who, how did he not have a sponsor? And anyway. we'll never know. And apparently he didn't talk to Lamonas at Camping World. Yeah. It's Tyler Ancrum, Cavs Grella, Bailey Curry, friend of the program, getting a seventh place finish in stage two. Sam Meyer, Todd Gillen, and Camden Murphy round out the top 10. And it, then we get to stage three. And I just, I was so pissed off at this point watching this race. So uh, on lap 29, Parker Klingerman gets turned around in the middle of the turn. They don't throw a caution. He goes from 7th to 33rd. Derek Krause gets turned around on lap 30. They didn't throw a caution. Uh, two trucks got turned around on lap 31. They didn't throw a caution. Uh, and then Timmy Hill uh, was in the middle of a turn with two to go, and they didn't throw a caution. Yeah, I know. It, I mean, I sort of I sort of understand that they usually don't throw a caution if the truck is still running. Yep. Um, because they, you know, they think the guy can get out of it. And I know they wave the warning flags. They don't drop the actual yellow, but they'll wave the warning flags to warn drivers that there's a, a dipshit spun around. Um, cause I mean, what was the race? It was 40 laps. Yeah. So if we would have thrown one, two, three, four, five caution flags, you would add 10 laps under yellow and the race is now 30 laps. So I sort of see why they do it. Um, and you, we'll see in other races that when the car is actually stalled out, they have to drop the caution because, yeah. you know, you don't want the guy sitting in the car for 30 laps just sitting there. But we did. Get so that's some, why they do it. I know it's infuriating, but yeah. It, and it, the biggest one was, you know, Klingerman, who was in a top 10, spun out and he gets no relief. He, he drops all the way to 33rd. Uh, we did get some action late. Uh, There's a great battle between Todd Gilliland and Tyler Ankrum for a couple laps, and then Gilliland finally gets by with six to go, and he was able to pull out the victory. You see, that that's the kind of racing that gives me hope that, like, when it's dry, because those were two pretty awesome laps watching those two. They flip-flop position. I mean, in the official scorebook, it doesn't go down as, like, pat, like lead changes. But there was about six unofficial lead changes in like two laps as they were going back and forth. So that kind of racing was fun, but we just didn't get much of it in the race. So Todd Gilliland came away with the victory. He had a big day. The only one to score uh, in the fifties, he got 52 points. Kaz Grala, great run for him. Finished second. Tyler Ankrum third. Grant Infinger fourth. Sheldon Creed fifth. 
Sam Meyer six, Carson Hosevar seventh, Zane Smith eighth, Austin Hill ninth, and Ben Rhodes rounding out the top ten. Yeah, not and not much major changes in the point standing, so we won't even go over that. We'll cover that in the preview um, for Charlotte. Um, but yeah, it was it left a lot to be desired. So and there was probably some fans that were chafing um, <laughs> physically because uh, yeah swamp ass been there before <laughs> so as we go to xfinity it was about an hour and a half ish in between races uh we get out kyle bush and aj Almendinger out front ross chastain who's filling in for joe graff jr he was out after lap one they put him in the car to score points and he uh was had some issues early on yeah i mean it's it's sort of upsetting for that that team because you know, they, their regular driver, Joe Graff, had some sort of issue with his, Sprained his leg. Sprained knee, I thought. What's that? Sprained knee, I think. Yeah. Um, so you're like, oh, my gosh, we got Ross Chastain, who's a pretty good driver in our car. You know, that's going to be good for us. And then lap one, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, he actually finished 30th. Yeah. Got, well, obviously zero points, but... So uh, this was interesting. You pointed this out. Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace, they were kind of negative early on. Yeah, they were like, it was lap three and they're like, oh my God, like they're giving off the vibe that the race is too long. They're like, oh my gosh, I thought six laps were done. (laughs) It was like, you knew at that point you were going to be in for a long day if they're like thinking like six laps were done and only three were done. But yeah, I, I noticed that. I don't know if any other viewers did. And then uh, Daniel Hemrick gets caught speeding on a road course, and you say position's important, but you're not really fighting to stay on the lead lap. Yeah, like, like to I just don't understand how you get caught speeding on pit road during a green flag lap at a road course. I mean, two seconds. I don't know. It's not going to get you much. It might get you one or two spots, but the penalty of what you get, like you're not trying to fight to stay in the lot. Like, like Bristol's like, you know, I got to go 190 miles an hour. So I don't get lapped 92 times. So you can see why people speed there. I just don't get the the speeding on pit road in a, a road course race. And then your guy, Boris. Oh my said, gosh, don't even we'll cross that out. We're not even going to talk about this. <laughs> Boris said, brings out the caution with four laps to go in stage one. He was limping around the track. That was your pick. He, he was just trying to get Whataburger some advertisement time. <laughs> it worked. I went and bought one. <laughs> and then we have uh, another caution. Noah Gregson has engine problems. He's towed off, and it was his fourth DNF of the season. Only one point for him. Yeah. Um, what does he say? Checkers or wreckers? But yeah. he doesn't have checkers yet. So. Bad luck for him. Uh, J- AJ Allmendinger stays out, uh, does not pit early. No short pitting for him. He wins the stage and gets an important uh, playoff point. Uh, Tyler Raddick was second. Brandon Jones third. Andy Lolly fourth. Jeremy Clements fifth. Justin Allgaier, who was the top guy that pitted. Uh, with a couple laps to go in stage one was seventh. Kevin Harvick eighth. Austin Dillon nine. No, eight. Harvick was seventh. Austin Dillon eighth. Austin Tendrick ninth. Miguel Paludo uh, tenth. Yeah, and then the, the one that I found out, it, it a little bit had to do with the pylon seemed 
delayed. I don't know how many timing zones there are and whatnot, but when Almendinger crossed the finish line, Tommy Joe Martins was in eighth place. And between Almendinger crossing and uh, Tommy Joe Martins crossing, somehow he lost four spots. Like on a road course in that amount of time to lose four spots, um, he must have had some sort of spin or went in the gravel. But that's the kind of stuff that keeps you out of the playoffs because he lost two points. Now, it didn't mean anything because he ended up not finishing the race anyways. But at the time, I noted that, and then I probably should have crossed it off when I saw, where did he finish? 30-something? The You don't have the... 35th. Second to last. Second to last, yeah, so... You, we could have crossed that note out, but it's just stuff like that, that uh, when you're fighting for for uh, that 12 spot, you, you got to uh, close out your your stages. And as we get to stage two, Justin Allgaier and Kevin Harvick out front to start because of short pitting. And then and this is where we see Austin Sendrick. Yeah, he gets away on the start and uh, he, he looks like he's going to take over that stage. Uh, Kurt Busch uh, passes him, though, on lap six of the stage. Kyle Busch. Kyle Bush, sorry, the 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 Bush that's not on TV much because he's <laughs> wouldn't be entertaining. Um, a whole bunch of cars short pit again, um, and then we have a uh, stage win ends up going to Justin Haley because he doesn't short pit once again. People different strategies. Haley missed that race last week because of COVID. He needs some stage points, so he stays out gets those points um Haley finishes first followed by Annette Jade Buford from the uh spiked cooler uh you know big vodka or whatever they call that uh Austin Dillon in fourth Kyle Busch Jeremy Clemens Justin Allgaier AJ Allmendinger Kevin Harvick and Colby Howard and then once we get to the final stage it's Kyle Busch and Justin Allgaier out front and Bush gets away and then we kind of see him run away with the whole thing. Yeah, I was uh, pretty much done at that point. I think, uh, I don't know if anyone else caught this. I think Ryan Blaney might be colorblind. <laughs> uh, like the apex of all the major turns, there was these orange Kirby uh, like bumps. I don't know. I guess that's just to indicate where the apex of the turn was. He said they were yellow. They were clearly, I even slow-moed it um, when the Skittles car went by and it matched the orange on the Skittles car, not the yellow. So I, he might be, he might be colorblind. I don't know how that affects his racing, but it might explain why that one race he had the car with like seven different <laughs> yellows and his tires didn't match his car. And yeah. It, and then more of Blaney because there's some COVID theater going on. Yeah, we uh, nothing like some good COVID theater uh, 15 months into it. Um, they still have the plexiglass between the announcers. But Blaney, Blaney like when they showed the uh, – they had, had him on camera, he kept pointing in front of the, the thingy, like waving his hands. But then he and Bubba high-five over the plexiglass. <laughs> like, so COVID theater. You gotta love it. Hopefully it's done soon. 
But um, um, back to the race, Kyle Busch wins going away. AJ Allmendinger finished second. Justin Allgaier third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Austin Cedric fifth. Harrison Burton sixth. Cole Custer seventh. Tyler Reddick eighth. Justin Haley ninth. And Jeb Burton tenth. We got Bushwhacked. Uh, four Cup Series guys in the top ten. Five in the top thirteen. Yeah, I mean they. It was a popular race for the um, Cup guys because he gave you what forty something laps around the track. Um, on a weekend where even though there was practice and qualifying, there wasn't much practice and qualifying. So yeah, it, it brought out, I'm surprised it didn't bring out more. Um, and it was sort of sad because with all those guys jumping in the cars, some of the um, Xfinity uh, regulars, like by, I think both my Carmen racing cars did not make the field, a couple other people. So it's sort of sad on that end, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's all I can say about that. College Racing had a strong showing after a bad week with Almondinger third, Haley ninth, and Jeb Burton tenth. Yeah, the uh, Almondinger's the road course ringer, um, so you expected that. And it was good to see Haley bounce back after missing the week, so he uh, gets back up in that points fray. And Jeb Burton has just been like he's just been there every week. Mm. He's he's almost like Kevin Harvick. Um, no wins, just consistent man. No, yeah. Uh, junior motorsports struggled this week. All with a third place finish, but then Annette finished 11th, Paluto 34th, and Gregson 36th. So they had two cars that finished in the bottom three spots. And, and Paluto was looking good, he was running well. And then he just uh, he hit one of them uh, yellow or orange thingies, um, <laughs> depending Did a on a little tire hopping, yeah. And yeah, so they believe something happened with his axle, but he was running well, but then finished 34th. As we look at the points race, Almondinger jumps up two spots to third. He's the first college car to get into the top three uh, all year. Daniel Hemrick dropped two spots to fifth. Jeremy Clements up two spots to eighth. Yeah, and then the major drop was uh, Gregson drops two spots to ninth. And, and as you noted, if he didn't win that appeal, he'd be in 12th place right now trying to fend off Brandon Brown. So it goes back to how important that winning that uh, – shady appeal where the guy still didn't explain why how he didn't break the rule um but yeah that's important now did you think that to me it looked like the trucks were going pretty damn slow and it looked like xfinity was going a lot faster yeah i i noticed that too and i didn't know if it was optics or maybe different sound but it definitely like it wasn't like a uh like normally the Xfinity cars go a little bit faster than the trucks. This seemed like it was twice as fast. It looked like there were times that the trucks were going like 10 miles an hour and the car, the Xfinity cars, and especially the cup cars never looked like that. And I know part of it was they were probably more timid because at that point in the truck race, it was more wet, dry, trying to find the wet spots than in the Xfinity race. But yeah, it definitely looked like the, the Xfinity cars were going twice as fast as the trucks. And friend of the program, Luke Hillen, believes that, like, the drivers in the Xfinity and truck both were really timid, whereas it looked like the cop guys were just going balls out, yeah. like, no fear. Like, they should have a no fear sticker on the back of their, <laughs> on the back of their car. So that wraps up our Xfinity recap. On Sunday, we had the longest race, it felt like, uh, and it was even rain-shortened, but... At, uh, right before the race started, they gave the teams the option to go 
down pit road, do anything that change the tires if they wanted to. Uh, so Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski put tape on because it's going to rain. It's not raining on the pre-less pre-race laps, so they pit to take off the tape, and then they have to go to the back of the line. And the race started, and then the rain came. Yeah, so I'm not, you know, I technically once again we're just average fans. I don't know how far they could have gone with the tape on and not had an issue, but it was unfortunate they had to go to the back um immediately and then as soon as the race started it started raining i don't know if you can get one lap in or two laps in before it overheats and blows up but yeah that's just something i noticed here i was just looking this up we're gonna get off topic for a second the average speed for the truck race was 70 miles per hour average speed for the xfinity race was 72 miles an hour average speed for the cup series race 59 miles an hour yeah, that takes into account yellow flags. Yeah, no, so. so Xfinity was two miles per hour faster on average. With yellow flags. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they don't have anything for green flag laps. That'd be in their record book. But as we get back to the race, we see in lap two, they start coming in to get the uh, rain tires. One guy that doesn't come into pit is Austin Sendrick. So he gambles and builds a six-second lead before he has to pit with the uh, track getting pretty wet. Yeah, the uh, Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer seemed incredulous, if that's the word. They seemed shocked that he was able to race as well as he was with the slicks on. And I think he was willing to keep going a couple more laps. Um, but it was probably the smart decision because that six-second lead was starting to get smaller. And then uh, Martin Truex took a... Uh, took the lead and then we see your guy who you said he's not a road course guy you brought some facts with it but he proved to be a road course warrior well i'm confused because they referred to him multiple times as a road course warrior and i'm like holy shit are these stats i got wrong like on tuesday or last friday or whenever the hell it was and I, so i looked it up and no i was right and they shouldn't call him a road course warrior um I can confirm with these numbers, average finish in 24 races on a road course, 24.83, which is closer to 25 than 24. 24 races, zero wins, zero top five, two top 10, 10 top 20. Like, where's the, where's the warrior in that? <laughs> I don't know. I just knew he came out and was ready to play yesterday. Yeah, well... <laughs> Anyhow, I, I digress. So we get our first caution from Daniel Suarez. He stalls out on the track. Jeff Gordon says he's never had a car stuck in neutral. Yeah, he, I have. I have, Jeff. Um, maybe you should drive more like I do. Um, I, I actually had a, a 93 Volvo my first year here in College Station. The effing thing got stuck in effing neutral. So it can happen, Jeff. <laughs> Don't don't pretend like it was some other problem on the car. You can get a car stuck in neutral. So we get a lot of guys who pit because fuel would get them to the end of stage two. Joey Logano ends up winning the first stage. He's followed by the road warrior, Michael McDowell. Kurt Busch is third. Kyle Larson, fourth. Austin Cindric, fifth. Chris Buescher, sixth. Chase Briscoe, seventh. Ross Chastain, eighth. Kyle Busch, ninth. And Matt DiBenedetto, tenth. As we started stage two, Logano and McDowell start out front, and this is where we start to see all hell break loose uh, with visibility starting to get bad. Yeah, um, 
Blaney and Christopher Bell get into some sort of incident. Uh, we I don't believe we ever saw that one because it was like uh, they had to use the computer model. Um, and that was the so, same with uh, Kevin Harvick and Bubba Wallace. Yeah, so the car actually, and they might not have thrown the car until uh, Bell actually exits it. So on those ones where they spin out, get out of your car. You know, <laughs> there's cars coming at you 100 miles an hour. Um, Harvick and Wallace also had uh, big damage there. It's uh, Harvick's first DNF since August 2019 race at Bristol. So that's that's over a year. That's almost a year and a half. Pretty good. And then, like, yeah, like as you mentioned, so you couldn't see shit on that back straightaway when they're, you know, getting up to 160 miles an hour, just water spraying everywhere. So they did have to show the computer modules. And like when they showed Bubba Wallace getting into the back of Harvick, it was like halfway into the backseat of his car. That's how hard he hit him. Yeah. He was uh, going full tilt. And then uh, this is off topic, but like I get sad now every time I see the Liberty mutual commercials, because I love that awesome emu, but then I think about blue blue emu, and I still have this theory that they're using baby emus, and it, like it could have been that that emu that they used. But uh, we restart at lap twenty four. Uh, Ross Chastain and Ryan Priest are duking it out. Priest gets the lead, but then Cole Custer gets absolutely bludgeoned by uh, Martin. Well, did Truex. he get bludgeoned, or did Martin Truex get bludgeoned? They both got bludgeoned, and the whole reason it started is because road warrior Michael McDowell um, taps on the brakes when he really didn't need to, yeah. but probably because he couldn't see. And then uh, Cole Custer rammed Martin Truex so hard that he got underneath his car, and then he... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then he hit the inside wall on there, so both of them got pretty messed up, but that's where we get to the point, and I don't know if you saw this, but Kevin Harvick talked to fox and he said this was the worst decision they've ever made in his career and he's never felt more unsafe huh so i don't know what your thoughts are on that to me like like you you couldn't see anything yeah um and and it's sort of sad because then they bring out the red flag and they dry the track off well it's too late for those guys it's too late for It's too, you know, it's too late. So then, and you know what they they talk about? Hey, we don't want to uh, go get that tire on pit road uh, until the pit cycles are done because we don't want to affect strategy. Well, throwing out a red flag to dry off the track after half the cars have crashed, <laughs> you're affecting some sort of strategy there. Not to go back to the race where Chris Buescher got screwed and Lerner and Rose should be brought in to get restitution. <laughs> So we restart with four to go left in stage two. Kyle Busch and Austin Sendrick are out front battling. Elliott passes Sendrick on the final lap of the stage, and this is the second time we've seen Sendrick fade on the final laps. Yeah, he appeared to just be wearing his stuff out early, which might be why he looked good early, and then at the end of the stage just dropped like a – did we decide on anvil instead of anchor? Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle Busch got the stage two victory, Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick second and third. So it's looking like we might get some free food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are we going to get cheddars? Are we going to get booters? Yeah, pretty excited. Austin Sendrick finished fourth. Corey LaJoy got his first stage points of the year. He finished fifth. Kyle Larson sixth. Ryan Priest seventh. AJ Allmendinger eighth. Chase Briscoe ninth. Alex Bowman tenth. As we restart in the final stage, Bush and Sendrick get out front. Cendric holds up a train while Kyle Busch runs out front. Yeah, there was a lot of cars just 
itching to get by as Bush is pulling away. Um, and then we get a, a, a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> he gets he, this race. He was plucked more times than the Rosa Tralee. You're supposed to say, so I've been told. Oh, so I've been told. <laughs> I mean, he like the only time I saw him was one of the 42,069 times he either spun out or was in some sort of incident. And then uh, we see Chase Elliott make his charge. He gets by Austin Cindric on lap 38 and a bunch of others follow. Cindric back to 10th a lap later. Tyler Reddick is running top five, but he has an incident on lap 40. Yeah, he whirly birds. Um, that sort of taints his day. Um, then there's green flag pits for Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott with 42 to go. And then the, the pylon. No, on lap 42, not 42 to go. This is where you're getting confused. <laughs> this is where I get confused. The effing pylon uh, flips from laps to laps to go at some point. I don't want to do the math. Like, I don't, I don't want to keep flipping back, trying to remember how many laps are in the race um, to jot down my – like, either – how about you do laps and then have parentheses laps to go next to it? I mean, can we do that? Or just put, put a guy on the moon. I like laps to go just straight. But then start that from the beginning. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just keep it as one. Okay. Well, yeah. So, Fox, I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, stick to one or the other. Like, I don't, I don't want to do math. So, after Kyle Bush and Chase Elliott pit, we have Kyle Larson and the attack of the Chip Ganassi racing team of Ross Chastain and Kurt Busch. Yeah, and, and like they're looking pretty good because uh, Elliot and uh, Kyle Busch, who the other guys that look like they could do something, are going to have to pit again uh, if it doesn't rain out. Okay, so Larson pits and Kurt Busch pits with 23 to go. That puts Chastain out front. With Chris Bowman 13 seconds Alex behind. Bowman. With uh, Alex Bowman <laughs> uh, 13 <laughs> seconds behind. Ross Chastain has to pit with 22 to go. So that puts Bowman out front, followed by Chase Elliott. And then Bowman pits with 19 to go. So Chase is now leading. And if you're ever going to fix a race to win BOGO, now is the time. Yeah, he's out front. Like, let's drop the flag. Let's everyone go get BOGO. Uh, Thank you, Bruton uh, Smith, for, for stopping the race, possibly. So a Elliot, at this point, is mailing it in. Um, his crew chief says, and I'm paraphrasing, run as hard as you can so we can have as big a lead as we can when we pit so we can still have a good finish. So at this point, Chase Elliott is not planning on winning the race. And uh, Kyle Busch is taking a, a different a route he is pederasting it trying to save gas um so unless it's fixed chase elliott's not gonna win and then we see kurt bush is 11th with 15 to go and he had some what they call heads up driving he avoided his brother and i forget who the other car was but he just goes straight into the grass and he dropped all the way to 27th yeah 16 point loss which is huge for him he's trying to get into the uh into the chase they said it's heads up driving but if he wrecks his brother 
he finishes 11th, 12th, or 13th instead of 27th because they're gonna bring, they would have had to bring out the yellow flag, and they end up bringing out the yellow flag the next lap. And Chase Elliott is declared the winner. I go crazy, Bogo Hooters for everybody. And it was funny, they called the race while they were interviewing Chase Briscoe, who actually had a really good day. Uh, so Chase Elliott won, Kyle Larson second, Joey Logano third, Ross Chastain fourth, AJ Allmendinger fifth, Chase Briscoe sixth, Michael McDowell, the Road Warrior seventh, Alex Bowman eighth, Tyler Reddick ninth, <laughs> and Kyle Busch tenth. Yeah, and the big reason Kyle Busch finished tenth is he pits 16 laps to go. He pits um, two laps before the yellow, and he wasn't going to run out of gas until like lap probably with three to go, four to go, I think they were saying. They say that you need to save two laps of fuel. So, like, he apparently, his crew chief did not think they would throw a yellow. And boy, was he wrong. Boy, was he wrong. So, um, the, the win that gives Hendrick Motorsports, uh, they match Petty Enterprises with 268 wins. Wood Brothers hunting them down, though. They have 99. Yeah, I mean, Wood Brothers are on the hunt. Um I believe Hendricks is going to get um, 269 before Petty Enterprises does. <laughs> so they should be the leader here uh, in short order. Kyle Larson finishes second. Yeah. I mean, the dude is, he can't close. He's always a bridesmaid. Where's the Fox graphic? Maybe they were just listening to you. Yeah. All their, their mouth was all messed up and they just said, F it. This lug nuts <laughs> was pissed. <laughs> it is funny because I, I saw his interview afterwards and he like he he made sure he said he it was a good call to call off the race, but you could tell he was disappointed because Elliot was gonna have to pit and yeah. he wasn't. So unless there was a restart of some point, he was probably gonna win the race. But he can't close. You know, the guy's not a closer. Yeah. That's what they say anyway. Just a bridesmaid, never the bride. So big 40-point days for Chase Elliott. He scored 49, Kyle Larson 47, Logano 44, Chase. Now in the playoff, he's got that all-important win. And now uh, Hendrick Motorsports, all four of their drivers have a win this year. Uh, other big points for Ross Chastain. He finished fourth, got 36 points. Briscoe with 37 points. The Road Warrior Michael McDowell, 39 points. And Tyler Reddick, 36 points. Yeah, sad to see uh, William Byron's top 10 streak uh, broke at uh, 11 and it's mostly two reasons this happened he got rear-ended by maddie d but also because the race ended early because there was about three or four cars in front of him that were gonna have to pit and he wasn't but uh yeah sad sorry your streak was broken uh big movers were truex in the point standings he's down three spots to six and ross chastain moved up three spots to 20th no one from 15 to 19 moved. Tyler Reddick still on the cutoff uh, with 263 points, and McDowell is in with the win in 16th. Yeah, then he is uh, followed by Maddie uh, D is 33 back. Kurt Busch, who we explained, he lost 16 points basically on the last lap. Um, he is 43 back, and Ricky Stenhouse is 48 back. So that was uh, Coda, all three races. As we look back at the weekend, you kind of hinted at this earlier. A lot of excitement built up. First ever time they've done it, just like Bristol Dirt. 
I'd like to see another year. I mean, the truck race was pretty bad, in my opinion. Uh, Xfinity, we kind of got bushwhacked, but the cup race, it was all right. I mean, I yeah. think it, I think it would have been a lot better had it not been such awful weather. Well, I think two things: awful weather, and you know, there's some tracks I think where three, all three series is good. I don't know that all three series is good here. Um, I would prefer two series and give those two series more practice time and and whatnot. The fans, I mean, it was well received. Um, we saw pictures; a lot of people came out considering the weather and they mentioned on the end of the towards the end of the broadcast they have 500 usually about 500 550 camper spaces sold for the other events they have at the track which is indy f1 moto gp they had 1000 sold this weekend and, and some of that discrepancy is because euro trash uh doesn't like uh oh god i didn't i cut that out I forgot we have people that are listening in Belgium and, and, <laughs> and Germany. Um, but yeah, I, like F1 is less of a camper um, circuit. Um, they're more the hoity-toity uh, W Hotel in Austin type circuit. Um, but yeah, a thousand is an impressive number um, yeah. for that. So I was impressed by the turnout. We weren't man enough to go. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, we enjoyed probably hopefully go there next year. If the weather yeah, and like i know a lot of shuffling had to be done to get the race there um i know texas motor speedway gave up one of their regular season weekends to have it there and then i don't know how they got rewarded back again by having the all-star race but uh i think uh the people that that paid to to rent the track i think they saw that there's a future there so hopefully it gets worked out again so that will do it for our Coda recap episode. We will be back on Friday to preview Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Coca-Cola 600, and some pretty cool stuff this weekend that we will break down uh, for you on Friday. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We, you can follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We will see you on Friday. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride.